The world didn't need another hockey podcast. It needed a better one. Bear witness to the two-man forecheck. Good morning, Chris, and welcome back to our re-entry show. Good morning, Mike. It's nice to be back. Uh, I seem to have picked up a little uh, glitch in my throat, so hopefully it won't interrupt too badly while we do this. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot to talk about uh, after a couple of weeks off. Some of it is fresh stuff. Some of it is a, a few days old. Um, anything in particular stick out you want to uh, talk about first? Well, uh, I just want to quickly mention the number of the day. I saw this on TV the other day, so bear with me. Uh, the number would be 15,182. Can you guess what that is? Uh, number of people uh, attending the next six games uh, played by the Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, Math-wise, six games, uh, six, 15, probably right. But in this instance, that would be the number of face-offs that Patrice Bergeron has won in his career. That would rank, um, oh yeah, number one all-time for face-off wins. Just saying. What's that number one more time? 15,182. I will have to get that number uh, added to my Patrice Bergeron Memorial tattoo <laughs> uh, I'm commissioning. Absolutely. Um, I guess the biggest thing was the not surprising uh, retirement of another Bruin after Patrice Bergeron stood up and said that he was calling it a day. Uh, they were a little surprised. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of movement. I tried to keep tabs on what was going on while I was away. Uh, so there are a couple of things I'm sure we're going to talk about. There was obviously that trade. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. The, the, you know, the, the, the Chris Letang. Um, not Chris Letang. Oh, wait, he's like Chris Letang. Yes, the younger Chris Letang. Sure. Who's not but a little, Canadian. But a little bit better defensively. Uh, other than that, I don't know that there were anything major that happened while I was away. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you'll correct me on that, though. There's I mean, there's been some interesting stuff that's happened, but there's been nothing earth shattering. Like there were several trades this week, almost none of which are going to reshape the NHL landscape. <laughs> um, OK. I mean, Ilya Lubushkin was traded again. Jeff Petrie was traded again. Really? Wow. And there was a trade between the Flyers and the Hurricanes for two guys uh, I've never heard of. Two and guys you've never heard of. That's that's always that that's always needle moving. Definitely. Um but why don't we dive into uh, – so David Krejci's retirement, as you mentioned, um, is not unexpected. He had taken a year off from the NHL, uh, came back to play last season. He's had – as we all know, he's had those hip and back issues throughout his career. And he's no longer a young guy, uh, not – Certainly not in sports terms. Um, 
15 full seasons in the league. He thanks the Jacobs family. Um, he thanks his teammates, his coaches, uh, his parents, his brother who didn't quite make it to, uh, to the pro career. Um, his wife, Naomi, uh, he's got, he mentions his two kids of the two retirements. I, I honestly think both are going to stick. Mm-hmm. I think that David Krejci is at peace with it. I think there's, I think there's still going to be that itch for Bergeron. I think, well, I think I, I agree with the I agree with the second statement. I think that Boston fans are, especially if they come out of the gate floundering, Bruins fans in general are just going to be put. They're going to want him back anyway. They're going it, to. It's going to be. It's going to be all that talk of of Krejci's not here. Krejci went to he went back home, you know. He's coming back. He's coming back. I, you know, I think the Bergeron thing is going to take on a life of its own, and, and there's going to be a lot of, is he coming back? Maybe he'll come back. You know, th- he, this isn't real. If they come out of the gate floundering, that's going to build exponentially. I think Krejci was okay with this when he went home. I think coming back for one more year was... Uh, almost like a swan song come back one more year play with Bergeron uh, who was toying with the idea of, of calling it quits at the end of the 22 season uh, it was almost a victory lap yes I'd be inclined to agree I mean for for David Krejci he was an impressive player who I think probably Deserves to be in the Boston Bruins Raptors. But I don't think he's going to make it into the Hall of Fame. I don't think he's going to make it to the Hall. Will they retire? Will they retire his number? Uh, that's going to take a few. That's going to take a little while. I think that's going to be a few years out. Uh, it may even be a situation where... They don't have anything. They don't have any other numbers. Let's celebrate. I, I I enjoyed watching him. He was never the fastest guy. He was never the hardest hitting guy. But he was, for the most part, consistent. I know that I've always complained about him and called him Houdini because he would disappear. But go back and look at him in the playoffs. Um, playoff performer? I think so. When you lead the playoffs twice in scoring in your career, you're you're a performer, um, and he's done it with very different line mates each uh, each of the two times he did. Um, I think that David Krejci, as much as people, David Krejci has had a weird public perception here. For a couple of years, he was. Or for a year, people were saying, or even two years, people were saying, oh, he's the number one center, or we have three number one centers. And then it was like, oh, 
Well, maybe not. But we still like David Krejci. I think the idea that we had three number one centers during when Savard was here may be a bit, a bit of an overstatement. Um, but the three of them had very different styles, um, which made it fun to watch. Um, I think that the, oh, we really like him is probably under appreciation. But I think it kept him from getting buried in by fans and by the media a lot. And I think that honestly, he 